everyone, and welcome to the Periodic Table, Episode 8. I'm ashamed to be on this show. Recorded January 12, 2012. And brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to Episode 8 of the Periodic Table. What is the eighth element in the table? Anybody know? Maybe we should start bacon. naming the show by the element <laughs> bacon. <laughs> no, it's not. It should be. Yeah. You know, bacon is element number one through one hundred. <laughs> bacon is the Chuck Norris of the meat world. And since we're talking about bacon, thank you for leading me into that, Seth. I promise not to talk about bacon every week. I promise. No, but, do uh, it. I have I have talked about bacon a lot on the shows because I'm making my own bacon. Um, and tonight was the night that I put the, the cure on it's the, the, the ceremonial night. I, so uh, how big is a 17 pound side of pork Mark? Um, about three and a half feet long, about 17 pounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's say how heavy Eric. I said, how big <laughs> I, uh, I cut it actually into three sections and I'm, and I'm going to try three, roughly five pound sections. So if I screw it up, I won't screw up 17 pounds of bacon. Uh, I'll screw up only five pounds of bacon at a time. So I stuck the rest of it in the deep freeze. So I've got a five pound ish, about a third of it chunk, uh, in the cooler right now with, uh, with some cure on it. And, uh, it will stay there for the next 10 to 15 days. And uh, so then I won't be able to talk about it for two weeks. So uh, that'll be that'll be good. We'll, we can stop talking about bacon, and then we'll, well smoke I'm, it, and then we'll see how it goes. I'm taking bets right now. How many of you will put money down that Sean falls asleep during this episode? Well, he looks uh, awfully. What position is he currently laying in? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I, you know, got to sound comfortable. You got to be comfortable. All right. Oh, yeah, that's a headboard back there. So we'll see you later, Sean. Right. <laughs> night, night. <laughs> i mean i'm in a lazy boy myself but uh i think i'm all right i've got a couple glasses of tea in me <laughs> well then you'll have to get up and go i will yeah. i will promise you i will have we, no reason to even bet on that one <laughs> that reminds me i don't have my ceremonial periodic table red bull with me right now that's that's what i'm missing that's gonna be a problem isn't it Yes, I might have to get up and get one. You're propped back in the bed, nice and comfortable, and you don't have your energy drink. Uh, yeah, the the over under on you falling asleep is not looking good right now. <laughs> uh, I, while we're on the food topic of food, or well, we while we were recently on the topic of food, we've only sl- recently moved off of it. My wife made homemade fajitas tonight, and they were awesome. Just FYI, just for all of you out there that weren't <laughs> here at my house eating the homemade fajitas, they were so good. I guess homemade's kind of redundant, isn't it? Because my wife probably would not go down to the store and make them. <laughs> go to the restaurant. Can I borrow your grill, please? My well, wife the funny made thing is, tonight. people often ascribe food made at restaurants as homemade. So homemade really doesn't mean anything. Homemade means not made in a mass factory, apparently. Yeah. I guess I should say more specifically, it was made from scratch. You know, she seasoned the meat. She hand gr- she grilled the, the onions and the peppers. Handmade. Handmade. She made the, the guacamole from scratch. She did not make the sour cream or or make the cheese, but so, she did grate the cheese and stir the sour cream. So your wife was fairly itchy tonight. She had a lot of scratching yeah. going on. Sean has the Red Bull, so he can now yes. function. <laughs> can you see me now, Mark? Uh, no. Okay. I will now officially be mildly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be a step up. Never mind. Um. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that was that was the point of that comment. Yeah. Hey, uh, I don't know. Are, uh, are we still official on the show? Yeah. I guess. 
how you how you want to uh, prepare yourself for this? Oh, <laughs> are you doing the show from a Mac? No. Oh, what'd you do? He got, you not he got the Mac close to his other computer and it shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> it just went. That's what happens when Sean gets too close to a Mac. His uh, he spilled his Red Bull in his laptop. Distortion field kicks in. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so um, my my district they give me a a Mac and say, uh, you know, why don't you keep this for a while, take it home, kick the tires, do all that kind of stuff, and uh, and uh, so you can get more familiar with them. Nice. So basically, they said you have to take a Mac. You don't have a choice. Yeah, pretty much. It's a it's basically for training purposes. But uh, yeah, so I have one all the time now. I've turned it on a couple of times, but it ah, it's frustrating. Well, good. Maybe you can help me get the Element Opie app up in the uh, Apple iTunes Store because I still haven't been able to make that happen. Oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. So, all right, uh, moving right along. Uh, just before we started the show, uh, Sean had to turn his phone off, and then like three other guys went, "Oh yeah, let me turn my phone off." And it reminded me of a, a an article I had read recently in the Wall Street Journal. Um, you know, great conservative rag that is. Um, the uh, New York Philharmonic. Um, let's see. It says Tuesday night. Yeah, last Tuesday night. Um, somebody's iPhone marimba ringtone went off, and it must have been an alarm, not a ringtone, because it kept going and kept right. going and kept going and kept going. And finally, the conductor stopped the orchestra and turned to the guy and stared him down, and the guy refused to admit it was his phone. Like everybody around him knows it's his phone looking at him so for like another couple of minutes the phone keeps ringing people in the audience are jeering at him now yeah, people, the balcony is yelling yes, at him the balcony is yelling throw the bum out All right, and this is like a, a rich donor to the new york philharmonic this is a guy in the front row and finally he sheepishly sticks his hand in his pocket turns it off and the conductor says is it off now we won't be bothered anymore will we and the guy kind of nods and went all right Let's try that again. <laughs> and then he picks now, back I, up. Is there is, is there video of that on that article or no? No, I wish there was video because that would be hilarious to watch. But oh, no, it's yeah. just a description of it. Maybe I have a funny ringtone story. Does anybody else have a funny ringtone story along uh, like the one that happened personally to you? Anybody? Anybody? Okay, I got one. Not, like, not anywhere near like that. My good friend Bob is a is a is a you know very devout Christian churchgoer. Was a missionary for a year in Latvia. And he, he attends a, they call it, I think they call it ministerial alliance or so they have some term for it. And it's a, basically it's other people who have been pastors that go to their church or missionaries and they do like once a month, they meet with the pastor and do kind of an in-depth Bible study, you know, pretty serious kind of thing. And Bob and I had the same ringtone for each other for a while because we worked very close together at work. So he's sitting there in his ministerial alliance class, like 15 guys, you know, the, the elders of the church. And all of a sudden you hear, guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. No, 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 no. Don't fear the reaper. That was the ringtone we had for each other. <laughs> he said, it was like my hand was, you know, in molasses trying to go to my phone in my pocket. <laughs> you couldn't get no. through <laughs> That was one of the all-time funniest Will Ferrell moments. Yeah. <sighs> that skit. I, I, I just smile just think Ferrell, about it. But, uh, I'm you just walking give... in the hallway and think about that. I just start smiling. You got to give Chris, Christopher Walken credit because he was awesome in that. Oh, yeah. You're right. He was. He was awesome. 
I heard that song on the radio on the home on the way home today, and I was literally going <laughs> with my hand in the air doing the cowbell. You gotta admit there aren't many songs we do that feature the cowbell. <laughs> I need you to uh, explore the space. Got to really move around a little bit. We should go ahead and explore the space this time. Yeah, we were doing the tough mutter, you know, up in Virginia. My friend Josh and I, we were running around this the golf course up at the top of the thing, about five miles into it. And there's these rich people up on their condos on the second balcony watching these idiots running this thing covered in mud. And one of the guys has a cowbell. <laughs> Why? I don't know. He starts banging it. And the guy in front of me says, you know what this race needs? <laughs> More cowbell. <laughs> it's awesome. I made my whole race just that one little moment. That is funny. Um, I Sean used to have a ringtone for me that I often wondered um, – if like maybe if he was in a meeting with the boss or something, if I could call him, it was Festini from uh, um, Princess Bride. So every time I yep. called him, he went, "You fell victim to one of the classic blunders." I honestly don't know why he picked that for me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> oh, please, <laughs> <laughs> you can quote just about every, that entire movie. Not just about. I can quote the entire movie. Right. And Aaron can do it right along with me. I think I could. <laughs> yes. I'm not far behind. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we, you know, we were all roommates together in college, and and that was on a loop pretty much. <laughs> Let's talk about strange ringtones. I have my good friend Adam. He showed me this spoof somebody made of an old Transformers cartoon. I don't think it was an actual cartoon. I think somebody overdubbed it, and I took a clip out of it because it was so funny. It was like they were they were unthawing what's his name the the bad guy, Megatron. Um, thank you, and and he's talking to one of the guys, and he's like. <laughs> and the, the the Megatron sounds normal, you know, his normal voice. He's like, whatever the guy's name, uh, Frenzon, you you brought me back to life. And the other the other one goes, it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that little ringtone I had in the loop. Okay, enough ringtones. Okay. So uh, next item in the news uh, is a, a political one. You know, we got to get back to uh, uh, the the <laughs> bread and butter of the show. Uh, Sean, tell us about your uh, candidate of choice this year. Yes, my candidate of choice is Vermin Extreme. Supreme. Supreme. Okay, yeah, Vernon Supreme. Yeah, see how well I know him. Now, have you, any of you guys seen this guy? Uh, He's I, my favorite fascist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the benevolent dictator was it yes. what he calls himself yeah yeah wears a boot on his head yeah. and apparently this is at least the second time that he's run for president third is it the third i, yes. I knew uh, they said he had run before but this is the first time that i've actually seen him and i mean i'm pretty sure that he's mocking the entire political process yes he, he has to be there's no way someone that crazy actually exists in the world still. i don't know you ever heard of like, kiki friedman Right. Well, I, but, he's, he's, he's very well spoken. That's the thing. You know, when you're, he's almost got a radio voice. Uh, but, you know, listening to him talk is just hilarious. You got to check awesome. it out. Yeah. Let me play just a little bit of it. It's a five minute clip. I'm not going to play all of it, but I'll play just a little bit for us. Herman Supreme. Thank you. Gingivitis has been eroding the gum line of this great nation long enough. And He's actually pretty good with the puns. too long, this country has been suffering a great moral and oral decay in spirit and incisors. So many puns. <laughs> a country's future depends on so its ability to bite back. He's the airplane We've of no political commentary. A nation indentured. Our very salivation is at stake. Our very salivation. Together, we must we brace, brace ourselves. ourselves. Yes. 
as we cross uh, over did, did he get to his uh, mandatory pony century, law yet? <laughs> let us bite the bullet and together make America a sea of shining smiles from sea to shiny sea. Now, friends, some people will tell you that this mandatory toothbrushing law is about the secret dental police kicking down your door at 3 a.m. to make sure you've brushed. Yep. Friends, it is not. Some will mention the dental re-education centers or the preventative <laughs> dental maintenance detention facilities. <laughs> Makes it's sense. About none of these things. It's not about the government-issued toothpaste containing an addictive yet harmless substance. Addictive no, friends, yet harmless. <laughs> it is not even about DNA gene splicing to create a race of winged monkeys to act as tooth fairies. Friends, Why do you guys call him crazy? See, you say one thing and all of a sudden he's crazy. Winged monkey. I'm voting He's a Stephen him. Colbert of manic comedy yeah. um, <laughs> political activist candidate people. Vermin Supreme. Yeah, so that, that, that clip there is his appearance at, uh, it was like the uh, uh, unknown Democrats thing or something. I it, Outside Democrats. Or, I don't know. Uh, it's but, it's Democrats trying to uh, take over Barack Obama's position, but the, it'll never happen. So, right. So yeah, uh, he well, maybe also vermin, maybe vermin. He's starting to catch on. He advocates uh, uh, free ponies for everybody too. Government. I would, provided I would love it if everyone thought it would be funny to vote for your vermin supreme, and then he became president. The scary thing <laughs> is that in our political climate today, this guy could actually get out of the primaries. Because yeah. only like nine people ever vote in the primaries anyway. And if eight of them happen to have seen this YouTube video, we're in trouble. I just think it's awesome so that he's actually a member of the Democratic Party. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, he campaigned in, he's campaigning in 2012, you know, on a platform of zombie apocalypse awareness and time travel research. Well, what he wants to do is he wants to harness the awesome power of zombies, quoting him exactly. Uh, and tying them to giant turbines so they can turn the turbines to make electricity. This guy is a genius. Because zombies never get tired, right? They just walk. They, they don't sleep. They don't need food. Right? Well, they need brains, but find some. Yeah. All those pig brains that you won't let people eat. <laughs> this is this on the wiki for him, personal life. In 2006, Vermin Supreme underwent a kidney transplant to save his mother. In, two, in 2011, he declared that if he became president, he would make kidney transplantation compulsory <laughs> for everyone. Everybody has to give a kidney to somebody. <laughs> It'd be a new yeah. reality show, Kidney Swap. <laughs> Meet your new organ. Well, it, it basically, you know, my point was, if you have not seen this guy, like I hadn't until just this past week, uh, you got to go check it out. Uh, you know, check the show notes. The link will be in there. Uh, or you can certainly just Google Vermin Supreme. So Vermin, like running around dirtying up your floor and supreme uh so just like like it sounds and uh there's a ton of videos about him out there on youtube so yeah and as a psa don't think it's funny to vote for him no matter how hard yeah, you want right. to because we might accidentally make him president yeah 149 <laughs> people thought it was funny in 2004 apparently <laughs> well the thing is as a as a republican i would be fine if if he won the democratic primary i'd be yeah, totally exactly. yeah of course yeah uh, and so, uh, speaking of overachievers, uh, our supreme overlord to uh, a, a young man with the, his whole future ahead of him, uh, graduated uh, from the University of Connecticut, uh, earned five majors and five minors in five years, and uh, went on to uh, great success. Right, John? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, right. I mean, it's amazing that this guy pulls this off anyway, right? 
five years and he gets five majors and five minors, uh, 276 credits. And then just a couple of months after he graduates, he drowns swimming in a rock quarry. Wow. I don't know if that classifies as irony, but uh, it's there's definitely no. something not quite right there. It's tragedy. Okay. But look at some of his majors. Uh, individualized program in cinema and theater studies and culture and cognition. So, I mean, what do you do? Do you watch Friday the 13th and talk about how it affects society? Apparently, <laughs> go and- swimming in quarries is what you do with that kind of degree. <laughs> Well, I have to think that, you know, some of that is, you know, you're, you're taking stuff that maybe is applicable to a couple of different, uh, uh, different degrees. And at some point you're looking at all of your transcripts and going, Oh, well, I only have to take these two, two other classes and I get this degree. Right. I, I, something I got- similar when I was in college. I, I was a, a senior for the fourth time in a row and I went to my uh, academic advisor and said, what can I get out with now? What do I have enough credits to get out with now? Um, and, uh, that's kind of how it worked out. So maybe he did the same sort of thing. He, he was, uh, the article says here was sort of like a professional student. He just, right. uh, what they call it, my student of the, uh, a citizen, a, a true university citizen. So that was his yeah. home. That's where he lived. That's what he did. I had a cousin that went to junior college for about nine years and somebody asked him how long he was going to go. And he said, as long as mom and dad will pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of that movie Van Wilder where he yep. was a freshman for like the 19th time or something. Oh, yeah. Well, if life was that good in college, I mean, who would want to leave? Yeah, that's true. I would have gone. <laughs> <laughs> but Sean went the easy route. He went to the Marines. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I, we have, we have a, a story a little further down that I know me and Eric, I could just see we're going to be getting into it on. Okay. Oh, no, no, man. I don't think so. <laughs> Right, well, let's talk about that, John. What is it? We don't we don't have to go in order. Um, well, I, it wasn't my story. I thought Eric put it in there. Didn't you put it I in there? I did put it in there, yes. Okay, so you go ahead and lead that one off. Um, it's Yeah, we're going in from these, – these are two different uh, – and the Marines – a video came out today of Marines apparently – allegedly, let's do it legally uh, – urinating on the body of dead Taliban. So and it's becoming a pretty big a pretty big news story and essentially what's happening is I mean that could be an act of war when we're trying to have peace negotiations with Afghanistan so I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that how how bad is it All right so I'm looking at it now and um I don't know. The way they've got it blurred out, they could be doing anything. I mean they they Well, I I've seen the uncensored video and they're they're picking on them and they're talking they're talking about golden showers, and if anyone's accidentally clicked the wrong button on the internet, you know what that is. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, no, it, it. I mean, it's a it's a horrible video. I, you know, I don't. I think it's a big deal, and I think it needs to be taken care of. But I don't think it needs to. Uh, Karzai wants him dead, clearly. Um, well, and and why wouldn't he? I mean, if he's yeah, like, no. he wants them dead anyway. Yeah, yeah right, but. They can't really say anything when they saw a American civilian's head off with a with a hacksaw on in, on the internet. I mean, they can't say too much. I know it's a horrible thing; it's desecrating the dead. You should never do that. But at the same time, I don't think it should turn into a gigantic deal, which surprised me that I believed that. But 
I th- what do you guys think? How, how what what would be a proper punishment in a Marine Corps punishment or a legal punishment? Well, I can tell you right now, the the Marine Corps will punish them far worse than the American, the regular, you know, the civilian legal system would. Um, the military legal system, you don't have nearly the rights that you do as a civilian. Yeah, you can see that with Bradley Manning uh, going on right now. But uh, yeah. so those those guys, I can tell you, I, I would be shocked if they're not going to end up getting court-martialed. I'm a little I'm a little surprised that they were dumb enough to do that because uh, they had to know, uh, you know, that it if it got out that it was going to, you know, be huge news. And of course, you can see very clearly who they are. So yeah. uh, there's it's, no it's not just that they did it, that. but they videotaped it. That was the yeah. dumb thing, you know. And then they bragged about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I can tell you, you know, it's it's basically it's war, it's battle. Uh, worse stuff, far worse stuff than that happens. Uh, but you know, the fact that they videotaped it was pretty retarded. I mean, it's a war crime. It's specifically outlined. It's in the uh, Geneva Convention. It's you cannot desecrate the remains of an enemy body. Period. Right, like when the Somalis dragged our our people through the city streets behind their their uh, horses and jeeps, that uh, that was not a good thing either. But I didn't see a UN outrage over it. You know, it was just, oh well, they shouldn't have done that. So right. there, you know, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I don't think um, I don't think they should be um, treated more harshly than anyone else in the media or anywhere else. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, and also you have to look at the fact that you know we don't know who they are. We don't know how many tours they've done, and, and there's a point where you get desensitized, and you're trying to, you know, I, I think part of it has to do with having to be over there for so long. You get to the point to where you're, you know, it, it's like for some people bagging a deer, and I know it sounds horrible, but it gets to that point where you're a trained killing machine. Correct, Sean. I mean, that's- well, yeah, and uh, you know, because I'm going to take the other side of this and say I'm all for it. I'm, I'm actually. I think Wait, that's, for the urinating on them. I, oh yeah, yeah. I think well, if, no. gonna, if you go <laughs> no. to battle, I think it should be absolute. You should absolutely terrorize the enemy. Now, this is part of why foreign countries, you know, they might be okay with, hey, we'll take on the U.S., but they certainly shake when they know that they're dealing with the Marine Corps, and and there's a reason why because they're they. Uh, they're far more aggressive in, uh, you know, they're fighting and, uh, and all of that. But I think war should be absolutely horrible and that, you know, uh, other countries would not get nearly as uppity if we were just, you know, came down with raging, flaming eyes and, okay, you know, but here, here's, here's the actual problem with that. Here's real life. Okay. Um, they, these uh, terrorists, they have small dog syndrome. I have a schnauzer, weighs about 18 pounds, thinks it can fight a 200-pound pit bull any time of the week. So what we're doing right now is all we're doing is we're fanning the flames to continue this war on no. terrorism, which, which which is never going to end. It's like a war on jealousy. I mean, it's – but no. the fact is all we're doing is making more people mad, and we're making more countries hate us. And then once we make more countries hate us, it puts into another war, which makes us more broke, and then the f- country finally collapses. I mean, that's you, you can't do that. You have to have some sort of respect for the fact that 
they're fighting for their country. They're fighting for their people and we're fighting for ours. I mean, it's a mutual agreement that, hey, I'm going to come after you. You might die or I might, I might die. I mean, that, that's the whole point of the Geneva Convention. And it's a way to keep stuff like that from happening. I mean, that's barbaric. Urinating on on anyone and even dead or alive is, is barbaric, in my opinion. I mean, it's it's, it's de-evolution and it's horrible. I mean, I don't I don't know. Some that... people pay good money for it from what I hear. Yeah, no, but that, that, they didn't. No, okay, okay, uh, I'm back. They, they, pay, they um, paid with their lives. Part of what's so. wrong with what you're saying is these all of these countries are so much more willing to fight us now because we have all these liberals in our country oh, now God. who, on that Rottweiler that used to be the United States, put the freaking choke collar on. If what we came out, you, we are the absolute most powerful war machine that has ever existed on the face of the earth. If we really had the choke collar off, the Taliban would have been wiped from the face of the earth years ago. If I Not owned the world's biggest shotgun, happen. I wouldn't run around shooting it at people. Like you can't just just because we have the biggest, most uh, most well equipped. We don't have the biggest military, but we have the most well equipped. We have all the guns, pretty much, and. But you can't just go around flexing your muscles. Do you like to see a guy with, oh, his, yes, with no can. shirt on with a six pack and all oiled up? Do you like to see that? <laughs> no one wants to see that. Like, good, you have it. Don't show it off. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, no, 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 no. Eric, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here because you made a totally specious analogy there. There's a difference between showing your guns and using your guns when you get in a fight. All right. So you, you, what you just said is, if the big muscly guy who's all oiled up gets in a fight, he should have to fight one with uh, standing on one leg with one hand tied behind his back because he's so big. What Sean is saying, dude has the muscles. Let him rip the guy's head off in a fight. Now, it's a, there's a difference between posturing and using your weapons of war. Yeah, but I mean, there's, I mean, at what point, where are we going with this? Are we saying like just being on people as posturing? I mean, that's. Well, I mean, uh, Sean, Sean would say, and he's having trouble with his mic. Uh, Sean would Sean? say that, uh, that, that, that was an act of war and that, that the psych- psychological terrorism is as much, uh, a powerful force as anything else. And that oh, yeah. he's, he's fine with unleashing that. Uh, right. I, I tend to have a different view. I think that, uh, there is, a decorum, you know, there is a way to do it and, and that it's, you know, there are certain rules set aside. Now, if those rules didn't exist, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But my issue is we agreed to those rules and now we're not following them. Yeah. But the Taliban didn't ratify the Geneva's convention. That's true. So, you know, it's, it's like, you can't do Queensberry's rules against a street fighter. You'll get your butt kicked every time, but you don't have to pee on him. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, to me, that, that, that that's shameful. And, and it's first off, it, it's, it's bad for this country to think, oh, they're just OK with desecrating human remains. When if someone I'm sorry, but if someone, you know, crapped in a dead relative's urn, I'd be pretty pissed off. Yeah, but if that someone was your mortal enemy who two seconds ago was killing you, would it or trying to kill you? Would it surprise you that he took a dump in your mother's urn? Well, that's that's what bothers me the surprise about it all right so the re- these guys are dead for a reason they were fighting and they lost so okay. you know uh they just moments ago they were trying to kill these guys and so if they had succeeded the 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 urinators would be would be the dead guys uh, what i'm saying is i don't agree with it because we said we wouldn't do it but i don't have any moral objection to them pissing on the guys my only objection uh. is we said we wouldn't do it and we're so that makes us liars and it's not okay to be a liar well the thing is 
is this the first time in the history of armed conflict that this has happened? Or is this the first time somebody was dumb enough to do it with a uh, camera phone pointed at them? It's okay, no, it happen- I'm sure it happens all the time. Okay, let me give you an example. Uh, a guy I used to work with, Smitty, Vietnam veteran, you know, one of the nicest guys in the world, was telling me about one time where he was in a, uh, in a, you know, in a ditch or whatever, and then he got a bayonet in his anus from a, obviously from a Vietnamese fighter, and he turned around, he shot both of them in the head, and then he stuck it up there. But that's just desserts to me. Like, that just kind of makes sense. But, uh, <laughs> so, but so, I mean, like, just to, I don't, I, it, it's more side of it, and the, I'm so tough, I'm going to wipe war paint on me and go kill them all. But, I mean, at the same time, this has, it has to end at some point, and that's not helping. We no, can't constantly no. be at war. It would have ended a long time ago if we turned these countries into glass. They should absolutely, people, man. But the, hey, you have to understand, you're talking about the radical views of a few dude, versus the in, entire countries. And in these Eric, countries, go buy are some small. flowers and hand them out across well, the world and sing "Kumbaya." If you're going to go fight a war, go fight a war. Well, Sean, let me let me intercede here on Eric's behalf because he makes a good point. There, there are the enemies and the the non-enemies are intermixed in such a way that if we turn them to glass there's a whole lot of casualties there and and so you know i i i would agree with your point of view in that you only have to do it once and then it stops but does that make it okay i mean was pearl harbor was pearl harbor okay was 9-11 okay and that's a good point because if we fought wars like we do now in world war ii hitler would not have gone away what? There no, were, this makes were, no there sense. There were tons and tons of innocents that died in that war. That absolutely on, makes on sense. If side, you're not with, you, know, you have to be the bigger man. No one ever, no one ever wants to be the bigger man. No one ever wants to be like, oh well, we're not going to rape your children. Like, I mean, just well, don't Eric, do it. Once again, Eric, I got, I got to play the mediator here. Uh, nuking Hiroshima was not a bigger man move. Lots no. of innocent people died. There. No, it wasn't. And, and, and innocent people—that's that, that's the problem. It, it's the same reason that but all it this, ended all this a rhetoric war. that comes from everyone—it's creating this gigantic amount of acceptable bigotry towards Muslims. It's disgusting. I mean, it is. It truly is disgusting. No. Okay. One, fighting a war and and bigotry towards Muslims is two completely, totally different things. No, those are Muslims there. In in saying it's okay to turn them into glass. Right. And you know what? What I'm going to tell you that the country next door, when we turn Afghanistan into glass, is going to say, uh, Taliban, no thank you. Don't come here. The day that happens, I'm leaving this country. I mean, I'm telling you, that's horrible. That, 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 is a, that is a horrible thing to do to a human being. We're talking human to human. We're talking about the same blood pumping through the same veins. Yeah. Okay? Don't go, Don't go to the Middle East. You might get turned to glass. <laughs> every, 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 person, every person is born with the inherent right, with inherent human rights. And if when they you choose declare to war on, rights, on, a, on a sovereign country, you give up those rights. You have said, I am a warrior. You are a warrior. Let's fight it like warriors. Warriors don't have those same kind of fuzzy well, human uh, Babies uh, aren't now, 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 I have to stand up for what Eric's saying because, Mark, the, the entire country no, hardly ever does an entire country declare war. Right. Their and, leaders and was, declare war. But if you nuke the entire country, you kill everybody, including the people who didn't want to go to war. Right. And that was the point I made with, with the, you know, with the, to use Sean's um, um, analogy of turning them to glass, uh, then it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that uh, 
there is no distinction between the just and the unjust in that case. So I, I can understand uh, political ramifications of restraint there. So I'm not as balls out as Sean is. Hey, I'm all Our, for it. Uh, hey, we're going to turn your, your country into glass next week. All you innocents, go ahead and get out. It, I, I guarantee you, though, if we came down with all all guns ablazing, then that next country next door is going to be like, uh, Taliban, we don't want you hanging out here. All right. So, Aaron, Stop what were you saying? I'm just saying, just to keep our science please. credibility, we wouldn't be turning the people to glass. They'd be vaporized. The, the sand I, I, would be turned to glass. That. I understand the, the we'll sure. Okay. <laughs> We'd be turning them to ash. So, they would yes. be ash impregnating that, the glass. Pretty much vaporized, probably. Yeah. You know, I personally am against war as a general concept. Yes, uh, it's I'm willing to do it if I have to. You know, I, I'm. I'm a. Those of you that know me well, I'm a very laid back person. I don't get mad easily at all. Um, but it was kind of interesting the other day to segue to a different topic. Uh, I was at a uh, McDonald's with my son, who's five, and he was playing in the playground. And there was like three kids that were probably like eight, ten, and eleven. I'm just guessing, like two girls and a guy. I think they're two guys and a girl. I think they're a brother and sister. And one of those kids spit on the top of my son's head. So he came out. I had him come out for another reason. And he, he had something in his hair. And I was like, what is that? And it was obvious spit that somebody had spit on him. And the other kids were above him. But I couldn't see him or them very well. And so I just, in my nicest voice, said, I don't know who spit on my son, but that wasn't very nice. Like that. And they all three got totally silent and quiet. And nobody moved. And I heard, <laughs> you know, I heard some little tittering up there. And then like three, four minutes later, one came down and just walked out. Wouldn't even look in my eye. And the next one came out and walked out. And was like, <laughs> and walked out. But my point is, um, I, don't I got spit really on your son. That. that was huh? your point. Well, my point is if that would have been a 19 year old kid that did that, I probably would have socked him in the face. Yeah. Cause that would have been legal. I totally yeah. would have done that too. And, that makes uh, sense. but, so while I'm against war, I'm not against socking a 19 year old in the face that spits yeah. on my kid. My my <laughs> issue with and and I'm I'm somewhere in between Sean and and Eric on this one. You actually are on my screen. I'm at the top yeah, and Eric in the video. And I'm literally in between the two of them. <laughs> but uh, the I want you to declare a war. I don't agree with the concept of a pulled punches war. You you give them everything you got. You don't hold back because it's a time of war. No, However, I, mean, I, under, I understand. I think we need I to be a whole lot more careful I, I about first declaring off, I don't war. agree with this war clearly, but I mean, I understand it happens. I understand the aggression. I understand the adrenaline, the stuff that's pumping f through you. I understand that that happens, and I know things like this are going to happen. Unfortunately, they're too dumb to put it. They're, they're too dumb to not put it on the internet. But what I'm saying, I'm talking about the two extremes. We went Wait, from. Let me ask you a question. I don't question, think Eric. they should be punished too bad. I, I think they should get you know not a slap on the wrist, maybe demotion, military punishment, but I don't. I, I definitely don't think anyone needs to be glad. I think they should have to pee on each other and then call it done. <laughs> no, so, that's what so, I, no, Eric, we, we went. We went in two different directions, and when I intended okay. on this going, that's right. I intended which, on this going which into is, that. Which is what worse, do you think Eric? their punishment should be? And then which, I ended up yelling. Either he can't so. hear me, or he's just ignoring me. Which is worse, Eric? Pissing on a dead guy or pissing on him before you kill him? Which is more? Uh, which should have the the more severe punishment? <sighs> that's a tough I would one. say. I would say before. Because your last, at least your, before you thought your last act was standing up for your country, but it was actually just a golden shower. Okay, what if you don't kill him? <laughs> what if you just piss on him? Then, yeah, that's better than dying. That, that's okay. So that's, <laughs> that, is if that, I had that, those two as an option, someone pees on me or I get killed, I would clearly. So, but what you're saying I'm, is I'm these guys would rather have gotten pissed off. I'm talking about in terms of punishment. 
in terms of of the punishment you would meet out let's say you are uh, are god of all creation and you get to decide which punishment is worse the 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 pissing without the killing the pissing then the killing or the killing then the pissing i would say i would say uh the pissing then the killing just because you know, about this. <laughs> you know you were humiliated before before you died <laughs> because my, my question is I, I didn't know you then how upset did you get about the guys um in getmo having their willies looked at by women i mean were you as upset as you are about this oh i'm not upset that it happened i'm, I'm upset about the i'm upset about how acceptable it is to to want to kill people but no uh so we should just walk around peeing on each other instead of killing each other <laughs> that's hilarious but no i mean what what i was originally going for was that i don't agree with what they did obviously but i don't think the punishment should be too severe i think it was just an adrenaline act of war kind of kind of show my muscles thing that's what i actually think but then we went into a whole different direction <laughs> well, I can tell you, and it, it is, it's kind of sad because it, it, it's going to be a lot worse than that for him. I mean, I, I can almost guarantee they're going to be court-martialed. They're going to get a dishonorable discharge, and, or at least a other than honorable discharge, and that's going to chase them around for the rest of their lives. Now, some people are going to say yay to that. Um, you know, that's, that's just, you know. I, mean, I think they should get demoted. I mean, honestly, that's really the furthest I thought they should go. Now, as far as me not having a problem with what happened, uh, there are laws. And so, you know, you have you have laws that you're supposed to follow. And these guys didn't do it. And they were dumb and posted it on the Internet. So what they get, I mean, uh, it's kind of hard to say they don't deserve it. They, they're they going to get what they deserve. So, But the timing was the, the most. The, the, I think the worst part about it is because I really think no one should be at war. I think it's a waste of money. Um, is this this is coming at the worst possible time. I mean, Obama's trying to talk it, you know, get into negotiations with the Taliban to to end all the war, blah blah blah. You know, I don't really think that's going to happen, but it came at a horrible time because they've already denied us uh, peace negotiations once, and now it's like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to negotiate with a guy who peed on me. So, do you really think that anybody in a terrorist organization has any interest in peace? Yeah, that's I could peeing. care. I could care less about negotiating with the Taliban and pissing them off. That's just, that's just absolutely retarded. That's exactly what they're striving for. They're striving for, but the, like the, this, this is a thing like, but what we're, what we're saying here, bowing down to them and actually making concessions to them and, and negotiating with them. And they're terrorists. Well, I know they're terrorists, but I'll be willing to make the concession not to pee on them after I kill them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give them that. I'm gonna no, still okay. kill them, but I won't pee on you. But but the problem with with saying there's I no peace negotiations or anything like ears. that is is, is the, the problem with that is we're just gonna keep ending lives that don't need to end, and we're going to just completely take ourselves into a be only a war country, and that's our sole because economy. We have war. a country that is half full of liberals who are gonna sit there and not let the military fight a war the way they actually can and should. This doesn't need to happen. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, I mean, we're never going to end terrorism, okay? It, like I said earlier, that's like because trying to end jealousy. Because we have half a country of liberals. No, so we're Sean, not going to end Sean, it because think, it's going to always be there. Sean, you like, think that with military might, we can end terrorism permanently? No. I, I, I think we could make it a very small fraction of what it is. It already is. <laughs> it's like 
15,000 rebels hidden in caves. It's not that big of a deal. It could be 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> Two thirds off this week. No, it's <laughs> a special deal. It's an excuse to, I mean, it really is. Terrorism is an excuse to keep us, it's an excuse to to take resources and it's an excuse to keep us calm. And it's supposed to make us feel like, oh, we're going to be hurt if we don't listen to the government. It's a a fear-mongering tool. And it works. Yeah, it it is for, to most people, I don't believe most of it, but. Well, now I agree with you there, Eric. I mean, believe it or not, I mean, that's part of what the Republicans do, right? They they conjure up fear. They make things. Hey, first out, off, work, I'm not a, work, I'm not a Democrat. Really you start calling me a liberal. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree the fact that most of this stuff revolves around oil, which I'm totally okay with. I wish they would just come out and say it. Hey, we need, we need some more oil. I want to get your gas down to $2 a gallon. Yeah, cool. because negotiating's for idiots. I mean, <laughs> like, what are you going nice. to... Uh, what you're saying is you're saying that we should keep going until the war on terror is pretty much gone. It's never going to be gone. And all we're going to keep doing is we're going to keep cycling through new families whose dad, whose, whose dad was killed by us is going to go, you know what? I'm joining Al Qaeda. And then they join Al Qaeda and then they're killed and their kids join Al Qaeda. It, it's just this constant. It's just going to keep it's a revolving door of, of terrorists and American soldiers dying and then people coming up to avenge that death. I mean, it's how just how it's many Nazis are invading thing. countries now, Eric? Do what? How many Nazis are invading countries right now? None, clearly. But, I mean... <laughs> oh, we didn't get rid of all those guys, did we? Yeah. So I have a question for you. Uh, this this is a serious question. We but do we, okay, well, did we get rid of fascism? Did, did, did we completely end fascism right then and there when Hitler died, when World War II was over? Did we end fascism? No. Okay, exactly. Uh, it's the same thing. What as we did, it's, however, it's end was bombing of our ports. Like- we did end people trying to kill Americans for quite a long while uh, on American soil, anyway. So, uh, uh, what's your name, Aaron? You were going to say Aaron. something? Yeah, I have a question. What happens if you tattoo your penis? Uh, apparently, <laughs> well, see, I don't know. Why don't you tell us? I actually had a John. really good segue into this one. I was going to say, you know, from one uh, your uh, uh, penal function to another, but we oh. never quite got there. So, uh, urology yeah. segment of the periodic <laughs> table. <right>. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we're we're talking about the whole body parts thing here. So, yeah, uh, Sean, I believe this one is yours. So, uh, you want to take the lead on that? Audio back again. <laughs> you need to have your daughter leave the room while you talk about this topic. <laughs> Well, I will do it instead. So uh, apparently a fellow, let me find the link. Where is it? Where is it? There we go. Um, this is one of those high quality Huffington Post editorials. <laughs> yes, I was this talking is, about. This is, yeah, this is what Ariana Huffington Liberals. brings to the world. Um, uh, I'm trying, I'm looking for the man's name. Where is it? Anyway, dude had his yin yang tattooed. Yes. Pr- pretty common. Actually, so yeah, so dude had his his wanker tattooed, um, and it caused some internal damage, which caused bleeding. And and for this is your biology segment. In case you don't know, when blood enters the penal area, it becomes erect. That's what creates an erection. So the man now has permanent reservoir of blood in his wanker. Therefore, he has a permanent hard on, or at least a semi. He's got a chubby all day every day. They tried to repair it, but it didn't work. 
Right. Yeah, they went in and they drained, they stuck a needle in and drained some blood out. Ouch. Um, and then uh, the blood came back in. And so uh, what, what one person in the article posits is that he, he looked around and went, wait a minute, my yanker looks bigger all the time now. Why am I complaining? And so yeah. decided to just leave it like that. That's a helpful side effect. I love this, the, the full quote, Mark. The second half of it's even funnier. But it probably took him so long to come to that realization due to all the blood draining from his head. <laughs> <laughs> what a clever article. I've, I've, I've seen that uh, procedure being done to another human being before, and it's not a lovely experience okay, the, for so anyone tattooing involved. or the draining? The tattoo. I, I have okay. to ask this question. I, I shouldn't. I should just politely move along, no. but I have to ask this question. Okay, so if if you want to tattoo it, you kind of want it yep. at full mast while yep, you're tattooing? completely full mast. Right. It has to be. And so how right. do you keep yourself up while a guy is sticking ink a into really you? Good you go to the friend. gas station, you put three quarters in the little thing that says control ink. <laughs> <laughs> or get the tattoo guy to pierce a vein or something down there and have blood drain into it. That would probably do a <laughs> yeah. good job. But I mean, no, one yeah, word, you Mark. Be, you have to be fully erect to uh, to get a tattoo because you have to have the skin stretched for the ink right. to set and the needle to go in as deep as it needs to. So yeah, it has to be. Uh, you just have to have a, a very good friend with you to make sure everything stays where it needs to. The mast stays up. I don't think there is any amount of good friending that could keep me um, engaged during that procedure. I just don't think that would be possible. Yeah, every don't tattoo artist me. I know charges a thousand dollars minimum. Yep. <laughs> Shipping and handling is what they call it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it's not awesome. handling and handling. All right, that, and that's what we needed to get our PG thirteen rating. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Oh, how do, you, how do you see? We always have those moments. Those how do you recover from that moments? But we have them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's one of those, you know, one after another. Okay. So this is a new one to me. Somebody's trying to sell their son on Facebook. Right. And this is this is something that uh, it's you another one of those weird news stories. But, on Craigslist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He said, "You should know you do that kind of thing on Craigslist." <laughs> yeah, uh, Facebook, you know, ditched it, got rid of it. But uh, yeah, man, uh, this is a this is an Arab uh, gentleman. I'm not sure exactly. Sorry, I can't Mark. remember what uh, country he was from, but he was selling his son for twenty million dollars on Facebook, and. <laughs> Of course, Facebook uh, took it down once they found out about it. But uh, yeah, uh, he's got a daughter too, and it, that was what kind of surprised me. Is he didn't sell this, the daughter? Does this oh, kid yeah, poop diamonds? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> why would he be? I mean, I'm not starting to say like a life is is isn't priceless, but twenty million dollars is a lot for a kid, right? It, you know, he didn't have any takers, but. Uh, <laughs> But in, in that culture, it just kind of surprised me because where, uh, you know, they prize the son, right? And the, the daughters are uh, kind of uh, servants, more or less. Uh, I, I thought it would have been the daughter. Right? So that kind of threw me off. But, uh, yeah, he was a business guy and was hard on, you know, going through hard times or whatever and thought, hey, I'll just sell one of my kids. So, so no buyers. Wow. No. Okay. <laughs> 
I wonder Maybe what the return back up and, uh, with like the discount that. later next week or something. Yeah, price reduced. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a Groupon for that. Wow. Um. <laughs> How callous we've become since we began peeing on people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I was a part of this show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way every week. I feel like I need to wash my ears out when we're done with the show every week. I'm um, recording this in a church, y'all. Just <laughs> so, Aaron, tell yeah. us about the political candidate match game. Well, I thought since we have such some some lively uh, lively political discussions on this show at times, that it might be interesting for our listeners out there, those that are drawn to this show by the political. Um, bantering that occurs to do the candidate match game. It's actually pretty interesting. You, you just you, on this topic, I like this. On this topic, I agree with this. On this topic, I agree with this. And it gives you um, uh, kind of who you more lean toward. And for me, that was it was actually pretty telling because I I tend to be a little apolitical and don't really keep up with all the subjects. But when I answered those questions, it popped up and told me that I should move to another country. Is Vermin Supreme uh, one of the candidates? I don't see his name on there. Oh, so man. That? Vermin Can you Supreme? write him in? Yeah, there, yeah there's no Vermin, uh, there's no vermin uh, Supreme on there, unfortunately. See, that's just bias in the in the press. That's all that is. That's trying to keep a good candidate down. What I like is that they actually have, they have little silhouettes for each of them, and they actually have pretty good silhouettes. <laughs> and if you look... Um, it's kind of fun to figure out who they are based on the silhouette. If if uh, good old Ross Perot was on there, he'd be easy to spot, I think. But uh, <laughs> so I just thought I'd throw it out there, man. We can put that in the show notes if somebody's interested to go do it. I'd be interested to see. I'm really curious to see who some of you know. If you guys take the time to see who it comes up with, you can you can only answer on a particular question like Afghanistan, for example. Let me just throw this in here. Um, so Afghanistan, they get. A different answer up to up, you know, several different answers because some of the some of the uh, candidates have the same answer to the question. So it's like, should, what should the U.S. policy be in Afghanistan? Maintain a U.S. troop, maintain a U.S. troop presence, but start withdrawing. Blah blah blah. Keep all U.S. troops there and stay the course. Reduce the U.S. troop presence. Defer to the commanders on the ground. Gather more information before setting a strategy. Remove all the troops immediately. None of the above. And depending on how you pick, you know, it aligns you with certain candidates. And um, but then you can also do a little fader because this is a super fancy website um, because it's USA Today that lets you set how important the subject is to you. So it kind of weights each of those as well. Yeah. If you don't care about climate change, you can say less on that one. Totally. I thought that was really mad about taxes. You can slide it to more because you got the, you got the faders there and it's like energy, less or more. Now energy is not important to me. I don't care. Healthcare. Nah, I don't care if anybody's healthy. It's, it's just kind of interesting. They're so, so broad. Um, so I don't think the fader is a very, um, scientific way to do it, but the questionnaire, uh, definitely seems to be, you know, it, it nods toward being right. scientific. Well, I think the less or more thing is like for just using a polarizing subject. If you had two candidates and you had five topics and one of the topics was, uh, abortion and that was very important to you and the one candidate, you would disagree with them on three things, but you agreed with them on two. And one of them was abortion. You may be swayed even though you agreed with technically more items with the other candidate. Interestingly, that one's not on here, is it? No. Abortion isn't. Gay marriage is. You are correct, sir. All right. So what's next on the 
agenda here. Uh, I have sort of a lame story that it, 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 I thought it was interesting, but after our, our previous discussion, I don't think it is anymore. Um, but just a quick note, soon the uh, ICANN, the uh, um, people who are in charge of internet names, the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, will let you have any top-level domain you want. So right now in the U.S., there's .com, .org, .net, .edu, and .gov, and .mil. You know, there's only a handful of them. Well, they're going to say .anything you want. So if you want .tech, and you can be the owner of .tech. So anybody who wants a .tech website has to come to you for the name. You, so you, get the, you get the entire dot, not just, you can't just name your website the dot? No, you get the entire top-level domain. That's the way it works. Wow. Uh, and to answer your question, Eric, the how much it costs is $185,000 just to be able to fill out the application. So you fill out the application, then they decide whether or not you're a serious buyer or not. For example, no, 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 Mark, I got to correct you on that. I read that last night. It's five thousand deposit, one hundred eighty-five thousand to act once you actually get it. Okay, damn. So, uh, so if like if I decide I want a dot tech, and uh, which would be huge, right? That would be a big thing. They're going to look at me and say, um, you know, I make seventy thousand dollars a year total household income i don't think i'm set up to handle all the dot tech domains that come in uh so, okay so they're not going to let me do it so then once they get all the people who are qualified to handle dot sports or dot whatever um then they have a bid off so you start at one hundred eighty five thousand dollars, and then you go from there so i'm thinking things like dot um uh, television or dot radio or things like that are probably going to go for in the millions of dollars. Oh, but then sure. like maybe dot McDonald's, there may be a lot of McDonald's corporations out there, but only one with the money yeah. to, to, to handle it. So I think it's going to be interesting. Um, and I think it's going to be really confusing. So yeah, yeah, you won't be able to have the radio commercials to say dot com anymore. Cause it'll be dot travelocity. Um, and that'll be a little weird. Uh, just, just during our little, uh, brief connection break there, I went ahead and took the, uh, took the quiz and it turns out I am most like Barack Obama, which I'm pretty disappointed in just like I am, just <laughs> like I am this, this president. This thing with the faders a little bit, Eric, it'll be okay. <laughs> it's, no, it's but I only got four of 11. Like, so it's okay. I don't agree with most of the things he agrees with. So what that means so, is you don't really agree with anybody. Apparently not. Apparently, I'm gonna end up like vermin supreme in about fifty years. But the uh, the things you agree with Barack Obama about, you must th- take very seriously because that otherwise you probably did you move any of the faders or just leave them right in the middle. It says I'm really close to John Huntsman. Also, he's in second place on who I'm most like, and I don't think so. Sean, you were gonna say something. Uh, yeah, I think this is rigged. I think whatever you put in there, it's going to make Barack Obama be number of one. Of course, it's a liberal conspiracy. <laughs> no, because I, I got was, it too, and I was, I just don't. Someone see that. call Rush Limbaugh. The liberals are at it again. <laughs> Aaron, who did you get? Uh, I actually got Ron Paul um, and Perry very similar to each other until I messed with the faders, and then Paul came up, went over the top of Perry. Yeah, I would do whatever fadering I needed to to not have Perry. Um, yeah. that would be I want to send back into Iraq. <laughs> As a Republican, if Rick Perry is a nominee, I will vote Obama. Uh, so yeah, yeah. It, it would be nice. Here's what would be really nice: if there was an actual Republican running, that would be really cool because then yeah. I could vote for him. But so far, I haven't seen one. Yeah. Well, on so the my third side. one, my third candidate was actually—I uh, don't even remember her name now because I'm not very familiar with her, the female candidate. 
Michelle Bachman. Bachman. Yeah, thank you. Sarah Palin, number two. Yeah. So here's my question to all the the Reagan con, uh, conservatives out there, like me. You know, how good's Ross Perot looking to you now? You know, <laughs> we laughed at him back then. He came back now. He'd be still looking pretty good, I think. It's gridlock, yeah. I tell you. We got gridlock. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, for Ross Perot impersonation. <laughs> okay, and now um, let's go ahead and talk about racism because we haven't covered any hot topics. Uh, so no, yeah, no, not at all. I'm really okay. curious about this one. My favorite part about this one is it has Eric's and Sean's name on it. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, so sean take it away yeah okay so this is a uh this came out uh through the la times blog and it's about a picture that uh, some website did let me see i gotta bring this back up uh get the gateway pundit uh they basically took this picture of i believe it's is it marie antoinette yes uh so the, it's this uh this a painting that was done by Jean Baptiste Andre Gautier, I guess. I, I don't know. Person. Sounds right. right. Gautier, yeah. But it's uh, it's you know one of these uh, you know you see them of, of all the monarchs they had these these things done, and so they photoshopped it so that it's basically instead of Marie Antoinette, it is uh, Michelle Obama, and they've got her there and she's uh, pointing at the globe much like Marie Antoinette setting her hand on the globe. And I guess that's to show, you know, that she's a monarch over the world or whatever. I'm sure her hand's probably supposed to be on France or whatever, but, uh, Michelle Obama is pointing at the globe and it says, you know, choosing the next vacation. And then on top of that, she's got these really big buff arms. Now I, I, one, I want to ask you guys, you know, what your interpretation of, of this picture is, because to me, one, it's it's kind of satirical. You know, they're making fun of, you know, she's kind of got, she's in shape. The woman's in shape. She's got muscular arms. So, yeah, uh, arms don't make yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger look like a kindergarten. Those are Mike Tyson arms right there. All they're missing is like an Omega tattoo. But, well, but that's I don't know whole, where the, the racist part of it comes in. Yeah, I don't see it either. I, I was hoping she I wasn't black. the only one. <laughs> well, well, you're like not allowed to black. mention that somebody's black. We've covered this before. They don't know it. We can't tell them. <laughs> right. Well, here the, the at the LA Times, you know, uh, uh, another liberal uh, paper, <sighs> but they they want to uh, they want to talk about it being uh, racist and that it's it's basically somehow trying to say uh, make fun of the uppity black person. Uh, but all I see there is, you know, when you make fun of somebody in the media like this, they always they accentuate what they're trying to make fun of. So the big arms, I mean. I, I mean, it just seems obvious to me and the whole vacation thing, the whole vacation thing is pretty obvious too. But, uh, this guy just goes on and on in his blog post about how it's, uh, how it's racist. And, uh, he he, he never cites an example on how it's racist. All he ever, all he ever writes is, uh, the uppity Negro and that's all he ever writes. And there's no, there's no way this is racist. He, he took Marie Antoinette out. Who's, you know, lavish queen who spends all this money and then they put michelle obama there that's all that happened no one i mean it's not some some 1800s you know racist sambo stuff you know what i'm saying like it's not actual but, racist stuff and and Mar marie antoinette is clearly white so i don't see how this is in any way racist i'm a, i'm offended as a white person that they replaced uh, that white person with a black person <laughs> oh really they, took, they took some of my classic artwork that was that was representing a famous white person and they replaced him with a black person. That is just, I cannot believe that. 
I, I'm oh. the only thing that offends me is the bad Photoshop work. That's really the only yeah, thing that's bothering me about this. Is that, <laughs> that's really bad. I think Nathaniel might have done that in his spare time. Uh, <laughs> well, I have Dude, to I give. Get, I, I've got to give the arm. Times a little bit of credit there in that uh, this guy gets roasted in the comments for the most part, and uh, and they left it all there. So. <laughs> I like the very first comment. It's from a, apparently a black person. It's got a, the picture of a black guy. An absolutely ignorant, irresponsible, uninformed piece of yellow German journalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How does he really feel about it, I wonder? And then, oh, the response to his comment, though, is good thinking. You're good for your color. <laughs> <laughs> you're a, don't you hate it when somebody says you're a compliment to your race? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> and um gov- wow, Eric, let's just go there. Mississippi governor uh becomes the uh great father. Louisiana man. Sorry. Um, yeah. What's up with go that? Ahead. Say ten Hail Marys and uh and you'll be fine in the morning or something. Are you with us, Eric? Did you go? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Go ahead. Explain the article. Up. Uh yes. So uh yeah, my this was your yes, Haley yeah. Barber, the governor of or the former governor of Mississippi, released 200 convicted criminals, including murderers and rapists. It says here part of it include four convicted murderers and a convicted armed robber who were released Sunday. So these people got released from jail and now they have to go back and they're about to start a nationwide manhunt for all those refused to come back. Uh, so that what the new governor overturned the pardons? Is that what it was? I uh, know the the. The court in Mississippi overturned it because he didn't follow the Constitution and that he I'm assuming they're talking about the Constitution of uh, of Mississippi, whatever their little general rules are. But he, he has to put a 30 day notice in the newspapers throughout the throughout the state saying these are the criminals and these are their charges uh, and we're releasing them. And a lot of them were, I mean, like uh, in his defense, kind of is uh a lot of them were trustees at the jail and they, they had worked really hard for good behavior and stuff like that. And apparently struck a chord with him and, uh, and yeah, and he just released them all and didn't give anyone any notice. So I think that was kind of, uh, kind of crazy because there's one guy who threatened, who already threatened to kill the other person who, uh, testified him in court. And that person is now free to go. And that guy obviously is scared. So yeah, these what do you intern, guys think These interim pardons are just, crazy uh, i mean governors do it presidents how many pardons did bill clinton make when he left office and 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 uh, george w bush did the same thing it's it's almost um expected that your last act of leadership is going to be letting a bunch of criminals go free and yeah. I, I don't understand it and um you know and the what the thing is here nobody saying that these put, people shouldn't be set free they're saying that he didn't do it technically properly that's what's crazy about it yeah, because the, what what could have happened is it when he published it in the paper, uh, you know, obviously people could have pe- people could have rejected the idea and then fought to keep those certain people in jail. So pretty much it was a it's it's the beginning of a negotiation of hey, I'm going to release these people in 30 days. Is that okay? No, I can release these people, but not these people. Okay, I mean that's that's essentially they're supposed to come to an agreement with the people, and that obviously didn't happen because he just automatically did it so that voids all pardons given by him so and and the uh, you know another another negative thing out there is there may be people who maybe should have been pardoned 
and now they won't because he mm-hmm. didn't do it right. So, you know, um, and I like guess. I said, some of them, some of them might have deserved. I mean, not if you murdered someone, I don't think you deserve to get out of jail. But I mean, these are people who put it, put their foot forward once they got to jail, realized they made a mistake, and they were, you know, they were trustees at the governor's mansion, which is not easy to get. I'm assuming. And so, I mean, I'm sure some of them earned it. I'm sure some of them were drug traffickers who got busted and got 20 years. Uh, and you know, they nonviolent offenders. I understand nonviolent offenders, but violent offenders. Non legal marijuana. Well, yeah, I mean, clearly that's a slap on the wrist and, uh, you know, violent offenders and sex offenders should never get out of jail, in my opinion. So I don't think you should have let those people go. But should we urinate on them, Eric? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so it's okay if we're violent offenders. They did something horrible. They did something horrible. Oh, okay. And, uh, and people trying to shoot you, that's not horrible. Uh, they're, they're trying to shoot, they're trying to shoot us while we're trying to shoot them. It's a mutual thing. Oh, so it's mutually horrible. Yes, it, I'm it just is trying to understand where the where the urine meter comes down and what, what is okay. It, it, it's they they think they're Your fighting for right. We think we're fighting for right. It's two people who disagree fighting. I mean, that's and urinating apparently. Yeah. Um, so uh, and what might make somebody urinate is drinking out of Mountain Dew. Sorry for that Ew. lame intro, Seth, but take it. Um. Okay. This happened. I uh, I read the story a couple of weeks ago, and I had to. Uh, keep a lid on it so i can make it back on this show but apparently this guy um sued pepsi company because he claims to have found a mouse in his mountain dew can and pepsi responded to the suit saying that nope if the mouse had been in there that long mountain dew would have dissolved it so (laughs) that's their legal defense we we did that experiment in uh in grade school where we put a tooth whenever someone's tooth would fall out we'd put it in coca-cola because I had a liberal teacher, and uh, and she <laughs> she would show us that how acidic that so that's acidic where Pepsi it started was. Uh, she would have us put our our two teeth that fell out. She'd have us put it in there, and we would count how many days it took for it to completely dissolve. But what what I'm wondering is, does it affect it when it's sealed in a airtight container? Because what you need to decompose is oxygen, and there's no oxygen inside that can until you open it. It's citric acid. Acid being the the word there, and uh, that reaction is self oxidizing. Oh, okay. The, the compound. There, there's my answer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Have you never done the put a piece of bacon in a Pepsi with the balloon and watch it fizz up? Watch I've the done balloon the inflate? Mentos. <laughs> well, that's that's a little different, but uh, yeah. yeah. But their their defense is the mouse would have dissolved in the soda had it been in the can from the time of its bottling until the day the plaintiff drank it. According to record, it would have become a jelly-like substance. Yes. According that to was Dob- Doug and Bob McKenzie's whole plan, you know, to get rich. Yeah. In Strange Brew, was they caught a tiny little mouse and put it in a bottle of beer and fed it till it got big. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to go to the brewery and get a, get a lifetime supply of free beer, eh? Or we're gonna sue you, eh? <laughs> okay, so we've got uh, uh, bodily functions, penises, and '80s movie references. We're, this show is right on track. There's only one thing missing, and that's the Amish. <laughs> yes, and uh, uh, January the 11th, uh, Sam Mullet and his uh, the rest of the Amish Twelve have pled the not- Amish Twelve. <laughs> They have pled not guilty to charges uh, stemming from a spat um, to their alleged beer and haircutting assault. So anyway, they're they're not. I tried to come up with some names, but Amish Twelve was the the least That's offensive. 
Yeah. Seth, you know, you're going to you're going to be like uh, you're going to be like one of these famous reporters that people are, are going to automatically associate Seth Anderson with the Amish 12. <laughs> he coined the phrase Amish 12 back in 2011. That's, right, that's going to be your <laughs> eulogy when you die is uh, Seth Anderson, corner of the phrase Amish 12. <laughs> well, well, at least I won't be the gooey been, kid anymore. When did the Amish go wild? Like, have you, I read another story. Apparently about- spring break. <laughs> no, it's it began in September 2011 and uh, caused an outbreak of fear in the Titania Amish community. And it is the Federal Hate Crimes Act that they are charged under. So, oh, no, is it a hate crime if you fight crimes. your own people? Uh, because it involves religious liberties and religious beliefs, yes, it is a federal hate crime. And it's not okay, okay to let Amish on Amish crime go unpunished. You know, it's not okay to say that that it's just a private matter. So, uh, you've I mean, if they it. had just peed on them, it probably wouldn't. <laughs> it all been over. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a road. federal offense. So I know it's not on the list, but I, what do you, do you, is anybody besides me just hate the idea of hate crimes? All crimes are hate crimes, in right? Is a hate crime. yeah. yeah, I mean, I hate, hate to tell you this, but crimes. I would be just as mad at Mark if he killed me as if a black person right. killed me. <laughs> now, uh, what I don't I would, care about the race. Uh, I don't care what color you are. If you kill me, I don't even mad at you. The, the, you better not pee on me after you do it. The dialectical train of thought says that if there are hate crimes, there must be happy puppy crimes as well. And yeah. so I will, I will stand by hate crimes when we start classifying happy puppy crimes. As long as when that becomes a legal statute, then I'll be okay with hate crimes. On the news tonight, man friendly steals a purse from a lady. That's right. <laughs> I killed him Thanks in love. The day and yeah. goes on his way. He was apparently telling one-liners and knock-knock jokes the whole while. Yeah. If yeah, you would have looked that, at the corpse, so I was peeing. I love you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just writing his name in the snow. Uh, and then the last one of the week uh, re- re- revolves around an Amish paradise. No, wait, that was Weird Al. Uh, gangster's paradise. Snoop Dogg. That was Coolio's Gangster's Paradise, but I was trying. Did, did you um, know Coolio can cook? I mean, he's actually a pretty good chef. Yeah, I've seen that show, too. That's actually, that. He's never cooked for me. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I actually liked that show. I thought I was going to hate it, but man, I love it. So. Rachel versus Guy, Celebrity Cook-Off. Check it out. Yeah. Um, non-paid endorsement so uh i saw one of the funniest tweets about this um of that that covered the uh story uh uh, really well it's like um so snoop dogg was arrested for marijuana it would be easier to tell us when he wasn't that's not a news story he's like willie nelson just move on with it yeah no that's what i told that's what i told my fiance last night i was like can't we just expect him to have pot on him like aren't there a few people it's just like you know what i know he has it just let him go well eric i hate to tell you but it it does work that way because if you're a cop and you pull over snoop dogg there's going to be some heavy duty searching going on (laughs) that's right you're going to find it eventually and it's the same border checkpoint that uh willie nelson got busted at a couple of years back but i mean snoop dogg he's been arrested for it five times um and then he has to pay a 579 dollar fine i think he'll be okay right which is actually the amount of money he uses to roll his uh uh, marijuana (laughs) joints in yeah but after five his next one's free Coming to you live from the WWW News Chopper, uh, Snoop Dogg was not caught with marijuana today. Breaking news. More on this developing story. And never mind. After an update on the Amish. Sorry. <laughs> there, now, there was the other one that we haven't talked about. We got, we got weed in there. So. That's right. That's right. We've, we have covered all the bases. <laughs> Which one haven't we covered? They're all... 
Yeah, we got bodily functions. We got hate crimes. We got politics. It, it's a well-rounded episode of the periodic table. I and yelled, so, so everyone right. wins. Yes. Uh, um, <laughs> the Let's do but name it. Yeah, the vein in Eric's forehead nearly popped out. So I uh, had to smoke a cigarette in the middle of the show. <laughs> yeah, that was I, I almost said something about that. <laughs> no, that's why I had to. Like my, my heart was pumping. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I got to get. Whew. I was thinking, you know, was it that good for you, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> and so this is the part of the show where we own up to our mistakes and we tell people how they can find us online and read us the riot act, starting at the top of my screen. Aaron, how can people find you? Uh, just email me if you want to Aaron double a R O N at one meal with workout.com. That's the easiest way to do it. And Mr. Eric Fay, how about you? You can find me at Eric M Fay on Twitter or Eric Fay on Facebook. Sean Kybel. Uh, yeah, Sean Kybel on Facebook, Sean TX on Twitter, or all you liberals can email me at Sean at element com. And so the conservatives email you. <laughs> so nah, they're no fun I, I love the verbal battles uh, that will ensue how do people find out about you seth if they want updates on the amish 12 uh at seth underscore anderson or you can find me in the element op forums all right and my name is mark cockrell my website is markcockrell.com but also you can find me at elementop.com where you can find this show and other shows that i promise are better uh, so uh, check those out. Uh, we've got forums there so you can rant and rave about it. We've got contact information there. You can leave us a voicemail. If you want to be like our good friend Jim and be on the show, you can do that. Leave us a voicemail at 559-I-AM-OPIE. Waiting for it, Aaron. Waiting for it, Aaron. I am OPIE. There we go. I feel better now. Uh, so uh, I think that's it, guys. I'm not going to let this go any farther. I'm going to pull the plug and say that ends this episode of The Periodic Table. Thank you. Thank you.